Welcome to The Living Room, a cozy place of candid conversation. We're a group of women in various ages and stages of life. Join us for thoughtful discussion with a side of humor. We chat about everything from parenting issues to life balance, what matters most, and how to make it happen in everyday life. Settle in just to listen or feel free to add your comments online at www.fromthelivingroom.com. And now, your hosts for today's show. Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Living Room. We are so glad that you're listening in. I'm your host, Nicole, and today I am joined with Jody, Paige, Michelle, Heather, and Jana. We're so excited to be here and to talk about something that I'm so passionate about, and that is dreams. Not the kind in your sleep, but the ones that are close to your heart. Today, we're going to focus on dreaming up big goals and why it is critical to your happiness. One of the mom resolutions that I live by and and work with for my my clients over at Mom Entity is uh, dreams are real. And that's where some of these conversations stem from. I believe wholeheartedly in the idea of following dreams and dreaming big. And I believe that the dreams the real ones, the big ones, are actually a part of who we are and that we are we come here with them and we come here with the ability to accomplish them. So that's the first question that I wanted to start with today. Have you ever had a feeling that there was a big dream inside you for yourself? Absolutely. Everyone's yes. saying you're not They're nodding their heads. We're all nodding their heads. We're all nodding. We forgot it was a... Yeah, you have to speak. Podcast speaking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sure. I think that um, even for... I remember being really little and thinking I was going to be an astronaut. Yeah. I I love that. Interesting. You in space? I could see it. (laughs) They had this thing called Young Astronauts at my school. Oh, yeah. did this after school. And then we went to space simulators. Like, I really thought I was going to be an astronaut. And, um, I, though I never, never became that and I went down a completely different path, but I've had other big dreams along the way. And even being a motivational speaker was always a big dream for me. And so now I always feel like pinch me because yeah. I am doing the thing that I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I love that. I feel the same. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was a sophomore in high school, I remember telling people, I just want to dress people. But back then that wasn't a thing. No, no one was right. talking about no. it. It was only designers. No one had stylists yet. So I pushed that away, hit it, just, yeah. you know, just because all the feedback was, that's not that a thing. That doesn't exist. But it totally yeah. exists. And here I am today dressing famous people. So it's I just interesting how your cool. life kind of goes back to the original dream. I mean, yeah. I guess astronaut. For me. Somehow it's come back into my life because I I think I manifested it in my brain. Yeah. Well, and to that point, I think that the biggest part of it, you know, some people will say, well, I didn't become the thing that I thought I was when I was a kid, but it's not necessarily that, but if you give yourself permission to dream, you'll find Mm -hmm. the right one for you. Yes. Yeah. But if you all, if you tell kids from the time that they're really little, no, you can't be an astronaut, then they start to think, oh, well, I can't think about what I can be. And so you have to let the dreaming big Mm -hmm. come, whether you're five or whether you're 55, you have to allow yourself to dream because the, every dream will take you to where you're meant to be. You're right. Well, and and I think along with that, it's not so much even the title of whatever that dream is. It's the, the 
talents and skills and abilities and characteristics behind it. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, the title might not still say astronaut, right, on your business card, right. but those ta- those talents and skills and abilities that you developed in in order to head that route are now being used, like you're saying, for for its like end purpose for that yeah. thing. But those abilities didn't change, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The way you manage things now, I guarantee, would have served you in space too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So again, you know, focusing on, again, those talents and abilities and, and passions and desires. I think that's more the focus than even if the title says astronaut or if the title says something else, Mm -hmm. it's what we're using to get there. So I did have a big dream to become a really famous journalist and I was fascinated with big, uh, big throat. Oh, that's going to make me sound very intelligent. Deep throat. (laughs) And then only because we studied it in high school in the Nixon era. And it's like, Oh, I want to, I'm going to, I will uncover what needs to be uncovered and make the world a better place. Well, I did. Um, I, I did study journalism. I did an internship and my, it was at WTVT in Tampa, Florida, one of the biggest stations. And my first story I went on was a murder suicide. And that was pretty graphic. Yeah. And it was a family. And I all of a sudden I had these feelings in me going, Oh my goodness, you know, I had I, I we'd been prepared for things like this. Cool. News is not always yeah. investigating mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. But the reality is is that I, I was faced with that, whoa, there's other things to this. Yeah. So I had to look at that dream and go, you don't always get just the the really, you know, stories that are gonna lead you to be over here. You also yeah. get some other stuff. Anyways, I like writing. Um, but journalism became for me something a little bit different. And I ended up writing a book. I didn't know how to write a book. Yeah. Um, I honor people that are journalists today. And I love to think that there is journalism out there that is the kind that I dreamed of. Yeah. But it's also a very different world. So sometimes I think you adapt your dreams. I, I'm not a journalist, but I love telling stories. And I'll tell stories about the women in recovery or but I think sometimes dreams might have some, you know, evolve. some internal even dialogue that just says, I, this isn't what I want to do. Even the schedule or the way that the life needed to be set up to become that. Yeah. You know, I needed to really look at it and say, maybe that's not the exact dream I'm after. No, I, I totally agree you with know? you. I think your dream evolved and I would bet money that it needed to happen that way because you learned the things that you needed to going in that direction before things shifted a little bit for you. I Did feel you like I need comment? to admit, I want to mention mm-hmm. that I love watching God's hand in my life yeah. through the dreams. So I just feel like I've had all these tender mercies that has given me strength to go and do what I want to do. And so yeah. it's not just yeah. me. I said a minute ago, I manifested in my brain, but I'm sitting here thinking about that comment. I think I did dream it up in my brain and I was able to manifest it, but with the help, of my maker. Yeah. Well, and I think sometimes we don't, we don't know we had the dream until it's there. Yeah. I don't know that. Yeah. Then I can see where someone's like, well, then you didn't have the dream of it. But, but I think we do. I think we do have these dreams or these things we hope to feel during, at different points in our life. And it takes kind of the path. We have to figure Mm -hmm. it out as we go. We don't, we don't know what that, I don't know. Like I'm thinking for myself, I, I never set out to be teaching in college. I, that didn't ever even cross my mind ever as a kid. And now I walk in every other day and think this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. I didn't think I'd have my own practice working, but this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. But Mm -hmm. the reason I'm there, I think is back to what my dreams were at the time and the skills I developed to shoot for those dreams. Exactly. They just sent me to a different end result, but I still use all the same 
talents and abilities and develop the same strength. Well, I think that's the trick, right? Is that those dreams that we have, I believe, and this is Nicole's belief, my personal belief, that that those dreams are attached to our skill set mm-hmm. and that we're given this special skill set, this this mix of gifts when when we're here on this earth experience sure. and that they're linked together. So the dreams that we have are what we utilize to guide us through developing those skills and then they build and they guide us. And until actually until just recently, I always had this image that the dream was like the peak of a mountain and the dream was at the top and that all our whole life we were working on climbing to this mountain. And we get to the top and then we accomplish that dream. And if for those of us that have been there, I know Michelle and I had a conversation about this when um, we, we relate in the idea that we finally accomplished publishing our book, which in my mind was like that peak of that mountain. But then you look around and you have this huge sense of um, loss and confusion because you're thinking, well, now what? Mm-hmm. And just recently, I've I've had the idea that maybe life and our dream journey is more like like island to island or lily pad to lily pad and that we are where we are until we're not until it leads us to the next island or the next space and that the joy and the trick comes from loving where we're at in that moment and just living it living it and loving it and not always just trying to climb to the top until there's no more to climb i also believe that we we as people, we as women living now, we um, experience something called an epidemic of dissolved dreams. Hmm. And as little girls, we were talking about this. As little girls, we had these big dreams, right? We wanted to be astronauts. We wanted to be ballerinas. We wanted to be journalists. We wanted to be moms too, most of us. But we had these big dreams. And hopefully you listening and those of us here, we were raised in, in an environment where at least someone in your life told you that you could do that, that you could be anything you wanted to be if you put your mind to it, that you were capable, that nothing would stop you. And they encouraged those dreams. But then we grow up and many of us, we land on that that dream of being a wife and a mom sooner rather than some of the other dreams. And what I've noticed with many of the women that I've worked with is that that's when our dreams begin to dissolve. We become a mom, we become a wife, and then all those other dreams that I believe are a part of who we are and who we're meant to be, we shelved. We put them on the back burner and we forgot about them. And I know that that that's what happened to me, that soon I found myself with four kids, five and under, and it was all I could do to shelf every other dream I ever had so that I could survive. But after a few years, it left me with nothing. It left me with a hole in my heart. It left me with low self-esteem that because I wasn't living up to who I believed I could be. And it broke me. I was lost and buried under motherhood. And it, if it wasn't for um, those dreams coming back to the surface and burning a hole in my heart, I don't think it would have led me to, I know it wouldn't have led me to where I am. But I also believe that the happiness that I feel in life is because I decided to rekindle those dreams and and give that dream a second a second chance. Have you had anything in, like this? in tandem? Mm-hmm. I love what Michelle's 
always come up with, I'm a mom and dot, dot, dot. And I think that is something that is different for everybody because I know at different times in my life, I've needed to be a mom without the dot, dot, dot. And then there's other times where I'm like, hey, I'm going to be a mom and I'm going to be a dot, 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 dot. Right. Um, I wanted to be a candy striper too when I was um, in high school (laughs) because there was... Oh, wow. I'm old. They're like hospital volunteers. Yeah, so, they wore this red and white. They wear stripes. Candy stripes. Oh, oh, no. But but what's interesting Did is you that. just say with roller skates? <laughs> I just picture. Okay, you that's, know, that's, that's, awesome. that's, 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 like, no, that's Sonic. That's yeah. Sonic combining yeah. old right. school yes, diner right. with volunteer. Uh-huh. Okay. But Roller Boogie was my favorite movie. And that <laughs> was awesome. in the 1980s something where you wore roller skates in the cute skirt. And it, I just saw it like three weeks ago. And oh, it's the funny. worst movie ever made. But <laughs> that was a like third dream. Okay. But to be a candy striper. Okay. So I, you know, I'm not going to grow up and you don't go to college to be a candy striper but guess what I did find that I do have this heart to help women in recovery so as as I was a mother and looking for opportunities to think of fulfilling the dream not a not not necessarily a job or career guess what at God led me to answer an ad that said hey volunteer with this drug recovery place and it spoke to me and I think that's the key when it speaks to you it wasn't the candy striper I didn't get an apron but I did get opportunities to volunteer which have led to uh, almost two decades and so I do believe that it's listening listening to I'm a mom and dot 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 Uh and whatever that dot 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 is is going to be your own and your personal journey and it's okay to want it and it's okay to define it and to go after it and to make it work with what you've chosen as a wife and a mom. Yeah. And not to give up on either of them because you can do it in tandem just differently than maybe what you envisioned your dream to be in the first place. Right. Let's actually talk about that for a minute. You mentioned that that, that particular dream or that opportunity spoke to you. And I think that, they, that we have lots of different types of dreams. And some of them are extrinsic, right? Like we want to fit into a smaller dress size or we want to um, do something so that we look good for external validation. And I think there's a difference between our intrinsic dreams and goals and those extrinsic ones. And the ones that we're focusing on that bring us happiness are those intrinsic ones. In fact, Research shows that not only um, the attainment of those goals, but also the pursuit of those goals is what brings us happiness. And this comes from research by Dr. Henry Cloud. He wrote a book called The Law of Happiness. There's also a book called The How of Happiness um, by Sonia Lubomirsky. And, And she talks about how it turns out that the process of working towards a goal and participating in a valued and challenging activity is just as important as actually reaching that goal. So if we have these dreams and we set these goals and we never, we never actually accomplish them, Sometimes that's okay too, because it's just that, that process of reaching for the goal that, that will help us and find that happiness. But I think that one of the keys to know that we're down the right path is that idea that it spoke to us mm-hmm. you, and everybody's nodding their heads. And I think that, that you want to share an experience. Well, it's yeah. just so interesting. You said that because you know how you fill in the blank when you don't reach a goal that you failed. Yeah. Like for some reason you're so quick to jump to that, but I'm sitting here thinking about a goal I've not yet reached, but I've been trying for seven years and the journey's been amazing. I'm oh, not giving that. enough validation and honor to the journey in my hard work. That is so interesting. 
Yeah. Nice have like an awful moment. Like, doesn't, doesn't it make sense when we sit with it for a minute? It has to be that way. Yeah. Because I can't accomplish all my goals. Yeah. No. And and so if, if my joy only comes in the peak of the mountain, like you mm-hmm. said, I'm doomed, right? right? Mm-hmm. Because at 17, I was destined to be a professional tennis player. And oh. I'm not. <laughs> and I won't yeah, I ever be. And so if, it's, if, if, if that is the only way I reach happiness because I obtained that goal, I'm sunk, right? Yeah. So, so it wouldn't make any sense for it to be in the end of the journey. It, it has to be the joy that comes in the progress of it, it's in the development of it, that, in the twists and turns of it. Yeah. And, and it is, it's so hard in it. I mean, it only makes sense. We're all just sitting here like pondering it, yeah. but when you're not and you're just living it, it's really easy to quickly get sidetracked by the fact that we didn't reach it when really most of the things we, we don't really reach, do we? I don't know. Well, I've got a lot of stuff I'd love to do, and I won't ever get to it. Well, yeah. But I'll sure have a dang good time growing along. Michelle, you tennis with your kids, like you said, you know, well, that whole part, there's a different joy, and maybe the for dream, sure. and you're after the joy, I think there's, that's confusing, and maybe that's for a whole other tangent, but mm-hmm. I just think we can't forget about what we're, why we're reaching for that dream, is we want the joy that yeah. we think that dream holds, and really, I love the thought that, you know what, we end up with that gift if we really, really let it be, the, the dream. Sure. Yeah. Well, there's two things at work here that are so critical to understand, I think, when it comes to anything goal related. And the first is, is that our innate minds need to be challenged and crave progress. Mm, Like there is something within us that really wants to do better, be better accomplish more, take on the next thing, whatever that is, whether that's a small goal that you're attacking or whether it's a big, hairy, audacious goal that you have somewhere out in the future, our, our human existence, our ability to get out of bed is because we believe that something better is coming in the future. And that's proven. And that's, yeah, yeah, we crave that proven. That's not just like for some people. Yeah, everybody, right, every single person. And I think that, you know, some of the conversations that we have and can still have is that we have, there is a correlation between those who have a goal and a dream and those who are the happiest. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But here's the other part of that. The second part of that is that we also crave an understanding and an, and an ability to know that I'm okay right now. And so in the Mm -hmm. middle of that Mm -hmm. is this, is this weird thing that says I have to progress to be, to be the kind of person I'm supposed to be. And that's a spiritual and a mental thing as well, but also an acknowledgement at the same time that where you are right now is exactly where you're supposed to be. And so somewhere in the middle of that is how you find your greatest happiness. And what you said is dead on is at the same time, we need to have this goal, but we have to love the journey, but not, not only that, we have to honor our path. Because it will only work and our progression will only work if we do it our way. But sometimes goals and dreams get caught up in what other people are doing. Like I'm going to do what she does because she is great and she has she's making lots of money. I'm going to do what she does because she has this really awesome life. I'm going to do what she does. And that doesn't work because you have to do your thing your way at your progression and live in that world that says where I am right now is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I'm going to progress to the next level for me. Whatever that is spot on. I recently, in the past, and recently this has been solidified in my mind, and that's where I came up with that analogy of the islands or the lily pads, but it wasn't very long ago where I always said, I want to be like Michelle McCullough when I grow up, (laughs) (laughs) because we both have similar interests and career ideas and aspirations, and Michelle's amazing at what she does, but it was a hard pill to swallow when I looked at my own life, and I realized that's 
Michelle doing Michelle and yeah. Nicole has to do Nicole. Absolutely. And yes. that this is where I'm at and this is where I'm meant to be. And I have to give myself grace for the dreams that didn't get accomplished and realize that I did what I was supposed to do. And I listened to the call, the, that divine call that told me what I needed to do. And I have to be happy with that and live with that and then realize that this new stage that I'm in is absolutely fantastic and amazing. And then I'm going to live here and I'm going to love it and I'm going to find joy and be so excited for the next dream in this dream journey that's ahead of me. So I get you saying that I get questions a lot from students who come up after a class and say, can I come meet with you, you know, in an office hour? I want to do what you do. Can you tell me how I get there? Mm. And now I know how to answer the question better and I know how to work through that with them. But really it was so complicated at first. Cause it's like, wait a second. Well, first of all, I don't, I didn't plan how I got here. <laughs> I don't even know how I got like, yeah, yeah. and my journey yeah. is so very different than your journey. Just like you're saying the person I looked at and wanted to emulate, which even growing up so much was like my mom or, you know, other women like that. My journey looks nothing like hers. Nothing. Even though, like you're saying with Michelle, that's, that's kind of who we aspire to yeah. or wanted to achieve. And then we start to realize, wait a second, I actually, you know, I can love you kind of through that, but I, I, I don't know what your journey looks like. I don't know yeah. what your path looks like. One, and we got to figure that out for ourselves too, what yeah, that looks yeah. like. One thing I've noticed through my own goals and journey and accomplishments is I usually get there by leading with my strengths. Yes. So knowing me yes. and identifying my strengths and accepting them and stepping yes. into them gets me my goal. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Thank <laughs> you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. And and really, I, I think that's exactly where you're probably hoping like we all get to even in a half hour, but listening or forever, right? Yeah. Because when I think about goals I haven't reached, for example, if I go back to, it wasn't silly at the time, but wanting to be a professional tennis player, everything it took to be successful in tennis at the time, I use every day so to cool. do what I do now, so cool. whether it's self-discipline, whether it's intuition, tennis was very intuitive to mm -hmm. me. You know, I'm processing that page as you said, and it's like all those skills I use on a court, even patience now that I teach five girls, which sometimes is really hard. <laughs> sometimes they're not nearly as good as I want them to be. Or, you know, I get all mixed up in it. But those same skills, like you're saying, those same strengths you use no matter what you're doing mm -hmm. and you develop them along your journey as we go. When I was 14 years old, I wanted to be a concert pianist. And I practiced four hours a day. Like I'd wow. get up before school at 5.30 in the morning and practice for an hour and a half. Then I'd come home and practice after school. And I studied with these concert pianist teachers. And, you know, I realized I had a really pivotal experience that taught me that that wasn't my path. Mm -hmm. But I'm so grateful I spent all that time at the piano and now I do a little thing which is I play the piano for the choir at church right but I can do it mm -hmm. and I really really enjoy it mm -hmm. I enjoy being part of that and I like I'm just really really glad that I invested in those early mm -hmm. years because I had a really big dream mm -hmm. I don't I, and have we ever had a dream we shoot for that the things we developed along the path even if we didn't reach it don't still benefit us no, mm -hmm. I don't think so. I, I mean, I it's all just a guess, right? But I know what I do at this in this next phase that I keep referring to. Every single solitary thing that I do, I know how to do, and I know how to do it well because of every experience I, I've had. 
And and I think that's always the case, right? I don't yeah. I don't know if any of us would say, oh yeah, I sure wish you know that path that didn't help me in any way, even if it didn't go where we thought. It right. still led you somewhere, absolutely, yeah. and abilities. And if anything, it taught us what not to do, which yeah. is also a strength, totally. <laughs> totally. which is also a huge blessing. One thing about when I think of dream big, so I I go I'm going to go bigger and say who you are at the end of your life or mm-hmm. who you are going to be in the next life. It's how you measure a life. There's a book that was uh, out a couple of years ago, but that comes to mind whenever I'm thinking of dreams, because that's really now as I'm almost 50, that's where my dreams go. And it isn't about, uh, it's not so much about where I'm in a land. It's more about who I am becoming and being okay with the fact that there are some things that I've adapted to and changed, but I love who I'm dreaming that I am becoming. Mm-hmm. And that gives me more joy than the specific of, oh, I, I, I have yeah. another goal to write a book. Not saying that's not a good one and it's right. not another dream because writing another book, it's coming. I've done three. It's hard. Yeah. And like you and Michelle, it's like I got there and I was like, okay, it wasn't the New York Times bestseller. And it came out, my first one came out when vampires were a big deal and mine was on virtue. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my husband was like, we're going to pay off our house. And I'm like, oh, thank you for believing in me. <laughs> but the reality is, is vampires win every time. But the reality of what I see as dreaming big right now, <laughs> it has to do with that picture of what the rest of my life is going to look like. And so include that as part of your dreaming because like Paige and everybody, yeah. you know, express it's, it's what happens, what you dream happens. Yeah. I have a quick Paige, thought. Yeah. Now we only have a few minutes. That's left. Okay. And maybe we should do this at another podcast, another subject, but um, I have found myself thinking I'm not dreaming big enough. Uh-huh. I don't know how to open my mind. I have a scarcity sometimes. And so mm-hmm. I would love to discuss that subject at some point in the future. I know we don't have time to, yeah. to go. Michelle's like plotting over here. Yeah. Yeah. I think that when we will we have that to have one? a follow yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Because four minutes isn't yeah. going to cut it. <laughs> no. But I do think that you get to a point where if you have been working on goals and dreams that you hit this plateau and you're grateful and you can look back and like really be proud of mm-hmm. the hard work that you've put in and the accomplishments that you've made. But then you have this idea of, well, now what? Now what? There's a couple of scriptures that I wanted to share that relate to, to goal setting. The first is in Jeremiah chapter one, verse five. And this talks about the divinity and the foreordination that we have when, when we come here to this earthly existence. And I believe that these goals are part of that. And the Lord says to, um, he, he says, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. So it's talking about how uh, the Lord knows us individually. And though we may not be called to be a prophet to the nations, I believe that even with our tiniest strengths, the Lord knows us individually and that he has a plan for us and that we can have faith in that. And then that leads to Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, which is trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. And I think that's powerful. And and like so you true. were like like you were saying, like we have this end goal of life, right? And so we can have that faith and that trust that where we are meant to be is where we're meant to be. You think? Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, one last question. We just have a couple minutes, so this has to be sh- super short for those of you who um, have something to say on this topic. But what was the benefit that you found when you accomplished your goal? 
like if you could sum it up into one or two words. Hmm. I know maybe that's like a tough question. That one. That's hard. Yeah. Well, I think the one thing that comes to my mind is creation yeah. and the ability to, I've had plenty of things that didn't ever come to fruition. Right. And I have plenty of things that I started that I never finished. But there was something magical about taking a goal and setting it and then completing it and realize that I created everything in between, obviously with help and support and things from from a gracious God. But um, there's something powerful that comes in creating and doing. And I think that is a really great benefit. When I was 14, this friend and I sat in my basement listening to music and we wrote down these goals and they were huge. They were like, I'm going to have this in the Smithsonian Museum and I'm going to do, you know, like the concert pianist thing. We wrote these goals for each other, right? Well, together. And I did not know it, but she saved them. And years later, when I'd moved to Los Angeles and become a graphic designer, she sent me that list Mm -hmm. and she sent it to me because she wanted to affirm how much of it we'd actually become and sometimes you don't realize like no I didn't have a thing in the museum and I didn't you know but we had become really similar to the people we saw in our heads when we were 14 and I love that she saved it I love that she sent it to me to affirm that yeah oh I love that one word that quickly comes to mind is just I think I was brave I was brave enough to try it does take that's a beautiful thing to just be brave so it's creation, being brave, and believing in ourselves and writing those things down. And I hear fulfilled. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not because we got anything, but I think we feel full, right, because we've gone on the journey. Yeah. Not necessarily because the end was what we thought, but because yeah. we we dared to do it. Because the end, isn't it? Making mm-hmm. progress is what we're designed to do, right? Yeah. Forever. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, this has been such an empowering conversation that we've had here today on the power of dreaming big. And I think that we can all conclude that if 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 you're listening and you've got a dream that you've shelved and you can feel it calling you, give it heed and, and take note and take a couple steps in the direction of that dream because ultimately it will bring you joy and happiness. We'd love for you to join in the conversation at fromthelivingroom.com and on our social media channels. And until next time, we hope that you give yourself and your dreams some living room. Thanks for coming to The Living Room. We hope you've enjoyed listening, laughing, and learning something new. Join us for our next show. And in the meantime, give yourself and those you love some living room.